Good morning, friends. Well, I guess it's morning here. It's April 13th, and it's 8.21 a.m. So it's morning here for me, I guess, whenever you listen to this. Good afternoon, good evening, good night, good night, <laughs> whatever. All right, so I've been gone for a minute. Um, just like it happens. Life happens. Sometimes you can't get done what you want to get done because you have other shit that you have to get done. Say la vie. Say la vie. And you know what I really need to get done? Is clean my desk. Holy batshit, Robin. It's a fucking mess. So here we are anyways. Recording by my happy self here today. It is sunshiny and 62 out. I think it's supposed to be 80 today. Or something like that. And then the weather's supposed to kind of take a downturn for this weekend. Of course, because I race this weekend. Um, but seriously, yesterday morning I went out and ran. It was 68 degrees and like, I don't know, a 50 mile an hour wind it felt like. I know it wasn't 50 mile an hour, but like I was being dramatic. But I'm glad for the, the, for the wind because I was melting. I was so sweaty. Not heat acclimated yet. Um, so I'm super glad that it's not going to be super hot on Saturday because I have a half marathon to do and it's a trail half marathon over in Illinois city, Illinois. It's called loud thunder. Um, there's three distances, half marathon, 25 K and 50 K I believe are what they are. I really seriously considered doing the longer distance, but then I had to have a discussion with myself about, okay, listen, stupid, you've not. I'm not mileaged up and this is my first like real actual trail race on a, like a real actual trail where it's pretty good elevation and um, <clears throat> it's not like pavement so it's more technical and I need to see like where my holes are before I go jumping off the deep end and going for a bigger distance. So I kept it to the half. I know I can survive 13.1 miles. It'll be fine. Um, it's not obviously going to be as easy as a road race, but it will be fine. I know I can accomplish that. <laughs> Sometimes when you've been kind of off your game, you really kind of got to be smart when you get back into going um, to races again. <clears throat> and as I say this, I am sitting here looking. I am on Ultra Signups website looking at the Arctic Frog Run that takes place December 16th of this year and they have a 15k a 25k a 50k and a 50 miler and I'm seriously considering a 25k it's gonna be cold as fuck it's in northwestern um Wisconsin Mary Mayville Mayville Wisconsin I did not look up to see where it is yet but um I'm considering this race because I want to do a longer distance in the wintertime. Um, and I'm really drawn, feel like I'm really drawn to these technical trails. So I'm kind of, that's kind of where, uh, my, my direction is. I really should probably do another triathlon, but I'm kind of over it. I'm not going to lie. I don't know if I will, uh, apply to be team Zooter next year or not. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to, have enough gumption to do another 70.3 after the disappointment of Des Moines because it wasn't the full distance and I worked so long to do it. So I don't know. I, I really, I like trail running and I like running better anyway. So, you know, 
and running is harder. Just straight running is harder, especially when you get into ultra distances, which I think sounds fun. And I know I'm fucking weird. You guys think I'm crazy and that's okay. I appreciate that. (laughs) But uh, happiness comes from doing the hard shit. So do the hard shit. Um, I ran across, uh, so I've said, I've, I've mentioned him before, Chad Wright. He is, a, he's an ex-Navy SEAL. He's an ultra runner and, um, he's down in Georgia and he puts on these training camps and whatnot. And I know that he does the mid-state mile. The mid-state mile is an ultra race that you have a certain, it's a last man standing basically. So whoever can run the most loops without quitting, that's who wins. And I was looking at, um, I ran across this picture from the Mid-State Mile because I follow the Mid-State Mile on Instagram and it has an old shitty steel folding chair sitting out on the trail. And it has a sign that says, accept defeat, take a seat. And it really, it's a taunt um, to the runners. And... (laughs) Because ultra running is hard. And when you, it's like a one, I think the loop for mid-state mile is 1.1 miles. And you have 20 minutes for each loop. It runs on like a 20-minute segment. So you have to be able to complete the loop within 20 minutes and then get going and allow yourself enough time. And the last man standing, man or woman, whatever, um, is the winner of the mid-state mile. So I ran across this and is also uh this ultra runner his name is Brandon Michael Clark he won the what race was it um I'm trying to find it here it's like a 200 mile race let's see where's it at where's it at where's it at where's it at oh okay big al's 200 so it's a 200-mile race and, it, and another last man standing. And he had, he had shared this picture of this chair from the Mid-State Mile course that says, accept defeat, take a seat. And he put, nah, son. And um, he talks about being comfortable. And this is something that, like, I try really – I try to fight with every last – cell in my body. I try to fight being, allowing myself to become too comfortable because comfort kills. And this is what he said about this. I'm going to read this to you guys. So this is a post off his Instagram page. Um, Brandon Michael Clark. It's all one word, no dots, no underscores or nothing. If you want to check this out, he says, you want to be comfortable, but comfortability is a disease that we should avoid. We should be running as far away from being comfortable as we can. See, when you get comfortable, you stop caring. You stop pushing. You feel so good, there's no reason for you to keep going. You feel like you deserve that time to chill out. And there lies the problem. Once we get too comfortable, we used to get, we get to used to that feeling, and slowly but surely, everything starts to slip away. But when you don't allow yourself to get there, you refuse to settle. That's when the magic starts happening. And I, this, his, his, uh, the caption on that post really caught my attention because that is what I try to live by. And, you know, we, 
as human beings seek comfort and security. That is innate. It's in our DNA. That's just, that's just it. We seek comfort and security. Well, there is a problem with that because when we feel comfortable and we feel secure, we become complacent and we become soft. And we've had it so good and so easy for so long that now we're seeing the after effects of becoming weak and comfortable and soft. Because, I mean, all you have to do is turn on the news or open up your phone and it's chaos. But the thing about it is, is if you walk outside or you go someplace, have a conversation with somebody, at least in our little neck of the woods over here anyways, it's pretty chill. It's pretty normal. Um, I have noticed that when I go to uh, Cedar Rapids, especially, or Waterloo, not quite as bad, that the amount of, hmm, how do I say this? Weirdness seems to be growing. Um, people are fucking weird. And I mean, I'm all for freedom of expression. I don't care like what you do, but like, it seems to be a lot and it's quite unnerving to me. And if you think I'm an asshole or a bigot or a whatever insert label here, I really don't give a fuck because I'm entitled to my own opinion. You don't have to agree with it. And it doesn't have to fit in any box because I have my own mind. I know how to think and I know how I react to things and I observe things and I'm a grown ass woman. I can make my own observations and opinions for myself. I don't need anybody to do it for me or tell me what I can and cannot think. So when somebody tries to do that, they pretty much get told fuck off and that's it. So if that offends you, whatever. I'm not going to apologize for it because I'm just not. So I've been having a, an, an, uh, a higher amount of conversations with my teenager than what I have had in the past. And they're strange conversations, strange topics. And I just feel like, you know, I always thought it was lame to be like traditional and, um, you know, old school or whatever. But then as I've grown up, I have come to realize and come to understand the significance of some of those more traditional roles. Um, a lot of it comes down to responsibility you know, we have a responsibility to take care of our families, uh, contribute to our communities, you know, support our other people that are around us, our communities, and give as much as we can, right? Like contribute, whether it's money or time or skills or whatever you have. And sometimes that's uncomfortable. People like to retract and hang out and stay in their own little bubble. And I feel like that 
staying in our own little bubble has been so grossly exacerbated the last three years that people don't know how to like interact. It's weird. These kids and like, I do some mentoring. I coach. I have interactions with ages from third grade up to, I don't even know, all on up. And, and it's an interesting dynamic to see. Like my third and fourth graders have a better ability to communicate face-to-face than what a lot of high schoolers do that I have interacted with. And maybe it's just where they are in development and that might be it. I don't know. But it just seems really kind of weird to me that like um, some of these high schoolers, they, they like can't carry on a conversation. They can talk to you through a phone via text message or whatever, but or sending Snapchats of their fucking foreheads to each other, but they cannot carry on a face-to-face conversation because they don't know how to communicate. And that's weird. I mean, it's pretty much like the norm right now, but if you think about it, in the grand scheme of things, it is weird because we are humans, we are a social species, and we communicate with one another. And if we can't communicate with one another, then that kind of creates a whole host of problems. And I feel like we're that's part of the reason or a lot of the reason why we are where we are because so much of our communication has become through a device we hold in our hands instead of having a face-to-face interaction with people. Because, you know, I mean, if you think about it, when you come right down to it, when you have a face-to-face interaction or discussion with someone, like if you say something, you know, like mean or you're being an intentional asshole, like there might be a little bit of hesitancy there because that person has the potential to like punch you in the mouth. I mean, really? Because you're standing face to face. There are consequences for what you say. Now, I'm not saying that that's going to deter everybody from being an asshole or anybody from being an asshole because some people don't care, whatever. But, you know, it adds an element of accountability when you are standing there face to face to someone. Most people are not going to say the same things that they will say in front of a screen because there's no accountability when you say things through a screen. And then you kind of translate that over into kids. And I feel like they are almost emboldened to say whatever they want to say or be bigger assholes to each other because they get away with it online and they think that they can get away with it in person. And it really just doesn't work that way. So I feel like it's created some issues, especially at school. Oh my God. Yesterday afternoon, I got an email from Olivia's teacher and the fourth grade class um, we had, they had a class meeting to yesterday about inappropriate words being used in the classroom a lot recently. 
Some of those words, while not inappropriate, have been bothering classmates. We talked about what words or phrases we don't say and the consequences are of saying them. So I'm going to tell you some of the words. Some of the words or phrases include shart. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to sue you. Oh my God. Bullyism or calling someone a bully for not doing anything wrong. And that's gay. So, <laughs> I mean, we used to say that's gay. And it was just, I don't know, we, we probably didn't even realize the connotation of it or whatever. We just thought it was like, that's dumb. So the, the whole shart thing cracks me up. So the girls last night at practice were like, as soon as I said something about getting the email, or well, actually the email came in right when they were here. So I opened up the email and they, and I was reading it out loud because they were all standing in my office and I'm like saying it and they all went ballistic. They're like, it's the boys, all the boys. Oh my God. The things they say, and you can't say bussin' bussin' and you can't say I am him. Okay. Listen, where did, where does that even come from? Where did that whole I am him thing originate from? I have a good friend that says that and we joke about it and like, but I don't know where it originally came from. And now it's a thing in the fourth grade. What the world? So you cannot tell me that these kids are not influenced by TV they watch, the whatever they're watching on screens. So if they're on social media, whatever, they are like, come on. They are very heavily influenced by this. It's, and it's, I mean, I, it's kind of funny to me in a way like shart. And so they were uh, discussing <laughs> at practice what shart meant. <laughs> and I'm trying not to cry laughing at these girls because they were just so funny. And one of the girls who is in fourth grade, she's um, kind of funny. And, and she's, she says, that's bussin' all the time. I'm like, whatever. It's just slang for that's cool is what her connotation of it is, is that's bussin'. Okay, that's bussin'. Okay, great, cool, whatever. I mean, like we used to have, there's always been slang. Words that were either like made up words or they had a different meaning in a different context. You know, language is a very complicated thing and can be totally changed just by context, which is why text messaging is is definitely not the most efficient way to communicate because you have no context, you have no tone. And if you fight over text message, it is going to be 10 times worse than what it would be if you were standing there face to face, just FYI. Um, but we were talking about these words and whatnot. And these girls know that as long as they are not being jerks to one another, they are free to express their thoughts. It is, I am open and accepting to what their thoughts are. If they have questions about stuff, they want to talk about subjects, that's fine. I don't like tell them, you can't say that. I mean, if they're being a jerk to one of their teammates, I am calling them out in front of everybody standing there. Everything stops. We stop practice. We stop what we're doing. And it's like, nope, we are not doing this. This is your teammate. You are not being a jerk to them. You don't treat people like shit. But that's if it's directed at 
somebody on our team, it is, it is called out immediately. It is addressed. I don't let that shit fly. And they all know it. And sometimes they'll, they'll push it, but whatever their kids, they're learning. So we address it every single time. But if they want to talk about like ask questions about whatever, I don't care. That's fine. I mean, as long as it's not like, there is a point that I'm not their parent and there are certain subjects that at their age that I'm really not comfortable talking about, especially if it concerns um, like anything related to sex. I'm probably not talking to your kid about it. That's, that's the parent's deal. I mean, I'm not going to say we're not talking about that. Like, I do know how to redirect and, you know, say, well, you know, this is probably something, a conversation that you should have with your mom and dad if it's something like super personal. If one of them had, were to have an issue that like was, oh, what am I trying to say here? Like was bad and they needed somebody to confide in, they know that I am here for them that I am, I am happy to help them in whatever way I can. I want these girls to grow up and be, I want to be an influence, <clears throat> a positive influence on them. I want to help show them that they can be strong. They can be independent. They can be all the things that they want to be. And they can be a team player, whether it's with your team of girls or in the future, when it's your significant other, that sh- he's your teammate too, you know, or whatever you choose. And <clears throat> there was, <laughs> we had an incident where somebody threw out the whole cis thing. Oi, hey, hey. Stop that shit immediately. Like, we ain't doing that. And I just shut it down because, like, Again, they are so heavily influenced by the shit that they see and hear. They're kids. Their minds are very malleable. And I think oftentimes we forget that as adults and we forget that they're still developing and that, you know, maybe we do need to be a little more protective of the stuff that they're exposed to because it is detrimental to them. They're confused. They get confused easy. And they take everything they see as fact. That's dangerous. I know adults that take everything as fact of everything that they see. That's extra dangerous. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. And I started talking about comfort, comfort and comfortability. And here we are to communication. But communicating is uncomfortable for a lot of people. Like having a discussion with a face-to-face discussion can be intimidating to a lot of people. And I, and I feel like that that problem has gotten worse. And it like got exponentially worse when, when the, the corona clap hit and the world shut down. Or they forced the shutdown of the world. Then everybody was stuck inside. And if you were in a city, you were especially stuck inside. And whether you adhered to the um, whatever or you didn't adhere to the regulations and whatever the fuck you want to call them, um, 
I feel like made a difference in your ability to either continue good communication or you withdrew. And there's a lot of people that withdrew. And we as human beings need that social interaction. We are um, a group. You know, we're, we're a large group. I'm not saying like, it, there's a fine line because you can, you can fall into that mob mentality, which we have a lot of, oh my God. But being able to communicate and not just regurgitate shit that we hear or shit that we see, but to be able to think, to be able to listen, to be able to empathize, and to be able to communicate with another human being. It seems like kind of a lost art these days, and I don't know why. Well, I mean, I do know why, but it just kind of blows my mind. It just really does. So I guess my point is, is if you are afraid to talk to people, fucking talk to people. Get uncomfortable. If you're afraid to, you know, here, here's something that like I kind of, I live by this. If it's something that scares me, then that means that I need to do it because that's going to push me out of my comfort zone. I don't want to be comfortable. I don't want to be complacent. Complacency kills. I'm not ready to go yet. I got too much shit to do. Even if it seems like stupid shit to people, like my the races that I do, that's something that pushes me. And that's why I do them. Because they are uncomfortable. And if you pick hard things, you don't really get served as many hard things. The hard things, like if you get comfortable... I mean, bad shit is never going to stop coming. The hard times never stop coming, ever. Life is hard. So if you actually take the initiative and choose to do hard things, I feel like that pushes you more outside your comfort zone and allows you to choose your hard things instead of waiting for them to be served and dumped in your fucking lap. Granted, you're still going to be served a bunch and dumped in your fucking lap, But I don't feel like there's as many when you are pushing outside your comfort zone. That's just, um, that's just my two cents on that whole deal. Like it or lump it, but that's life, right? (laughs) Like it or lump it. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't really matter if you like it or not. Really? You know, I mean, we do a lot of stuff that sucks every day. Do something that sucks every single day choose to do something that sucks every single day and I feel like it's less problematic that's that's just my thoughts so yeah get uncomfortable people fuck and and everybody's uncomfortable looks different so choose your choose your heart man choose your heart because again happiness comes from doing the hard shit and why is that because because once you do it you, you have accomplished it. You've accomplished something difficult and you should be proud of yourself for that. Like don't sit on the one thing for, and like ride it out forever. You know, you accomplished this one big thing. That was awesome. Celebrate for 24 hours and get your fucking ass back to work. That's how we get better. And our whole point of our existence is to get better, not just be stagnant, get better. 
celebrate for 24 hours. And if you have some, and see, and I, this is <clears throat> the rule that I try to live by is if, if I'm upset or I have a shit day or something's gone shit, I got 24 hours to mope on it. If I choose to mope on it and then I got to get to fucking work because you can't sit and wallow in it because if you sit and wallow in it, you're just going to bring more garbage on yourself. Like if you feel like the world is piling bad thing after bad thing after bad thing after bad thing after bad thing in your lap and that's all you think about, you are basically asking for more bad things to happen because you're focusing on the bad. Don't focus on that shit. 24 hours and move. That's it. Keep going forward. So... Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah, I do know. Because that's life, man. That's just fucking life. Life is hard. And it, if you have kids, those little creepers are watching your every move. And it, even when they get to be teenagers and they are like spiteful little beings and all you want, all you ever wanted as a teenager was to not be your parents. And now you look at yourself, you're like, fuck, I am my parents. That influences deep. <laughs> and those little turd butts are watching you. So set a good example. If you don't set a good example, then what are they going to do? They're just going to do the same shit that you do. And the same things that make you mad about yourself and hate you, make you hate yourself and question your own stuff, they're going to do the same thing. And boy, what an ass you're going to feel like when you watch them go through the same struggles. Yeah. Think about that for a minute. That's a heavy responsibility that we as parents have. Very. That's big. That's really big. Because your life can have a definitive, or it does have a definitive, definitive effect on your kids. That's scary. I know all the shit that I've done, right? You know all the shit that you've done in your life so far. I'm 46. And like I stop and think about all the fucking crazy shit that I've done in my life. And the big, huge mistakes I've made. And man, I do not want my kids to suffer those same things. Granted, I can't keep that from happening. And they didn't experience that. And hopefully that the lessons I've learned from doing all that stupid shit is setting a better example for them. But like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. DNA is, is some trippy stuff and a very, very powerful thing. It's wild. Our kids are us. They're little, they're little mini copies of us. Hmm. <laughs> crazy stuff who would have ever thought that God would have wanted me mini me's or partially mini me's because you know it takes two to make one so yeah who would have thunk it wow <laughs> that's a big responsibility it's a big responsibility so hopefully my kids are not afraid to challenge themselves when they get to be adults and they get out on their own because they've seen their mom challenge herself and they've seen their dad 
challenge himself in different ways. You know, it's different paths, but like, you know, and Alex and I talk about that quite a bit about how, you know, what has gone into like his dad, for instance, his dad and I, we lost everything in 2008 and we started over and it's taken him this long to build back to a good point. And, um, I mean, it's still a struggle, but Alex and I talk about that frequently about the mistakes that he and I made as we were in business and growing. And I mean, we were just two dumb kids. We didn't know nothing from nothing. We just knew, we knew how to work hard and we knew how to play hard and the playing hard and being irresponsible was what bit us in the ass. And I've had several conversations with Alex about that. I mean, we failed and then we started over and, you know, I'm not going to hide that from him because that's not, he shouldn't believe that it was something else that made us fail because it was all us. It was, it was us. We fucked it all up. And I want him to know that it's okay to take responsibility for your screw ups because then you learn the lesson from it and you don't repeat it. You grow from that. And if there's, I mean, some days I feel like I'm talking to a brick wall to that kid, but I know that my parents felt the same way when they were talking to me as a teenager because I was like, whatever. And, <laughs> but I hope some of it sticks. I really hope some of it sticks. You know, I never had discussions with my mom and dad about where things went wrong on that type of discussion. I'm not going to go into the conversations that were had or the things that were said, because it's just not my place. But, you know, now I can see as an adult where, you know, there were this mistake or that mistake or this affected this and this affected that. And I can see where it fell apart. And, you know, I, I know that they have learned from their mistakes too, which is good. And, Obviously, that was helpful for me to see that they didn't ever quit. They never quit. You know, my, my parents are grinded out until the day they die because they're not quitters. And neither am I. I can't quit. I can't quit. We just had this discussion with Eric a couple nights ago. So I'm not fucking quitting. I refuse to quit. So I guess, you know, and that I feel like that that is... I, and I'm not where I want to be, you know, far from it. I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. and But I don't stop trying just because I haven't gotten there. My life is far from over. I mean, unless God's like, okay, you're done. Check it out. You know, I don't have any idea. But on an average, I'm 46. I have a lot of life left. I've done a lot of things. I've seen a lot of things. I know a lot of people. I've experienced a lot of, a lot of good, bad, and ugly in my life, short lifetime, because 46 is a short lifetime so far. There's a lot of life left to be lived. And I'm excited about that. And I'm still going to keep racing too, because that's a, that's a push for me. It's a carrot to hold out there to keep my, keep my ass in gear. And it's fun. It's fun. Because it's hard. And then you accomplish it. And you have like this awesome feeling of elation from accomplishing something hard 
and it encourages you to move on to the next thing that's hard. So I feel like I'm talking in circles today. So I'm going to shut the hell up and get off of here <laughs> and let you guys get back to your day. And uh, yeah, do the hard shit. And if you, if oh, here's something too. Um, <clears throat> I have a friend who I am doing a training program for, for her first half marathon. So that seems to be going pretty well. If you're looking for a training program for something like that, and you want a one-on-one -on -one person to help you out with that, um, let me know. I'm not charging anything for it at this point in time, because I'm just kind of starting in it. So if you want like a free coach for a little while to get ready for an event, um, let me know. Send me a message, whatever. So that's what I got for you guys today. Oh, I will be probably doing a race recap next week when I get back. There's a race Saturday morning, this coming Saturday, over in Illinois City, Illinois for Loud Thunder. Uh, there's going to be a, quite a few people over there that I know that are doing this event, and I'm pretty looking forward to it. It's kind of excited. So have a great weekend, and uh, keep the dirty side down. I'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, just wanted to say thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I appreciate you guys. Have an awesome day.